0: Me, you What's that? Rattling hum. Yeah. What about it? When they talk about it. At the beginning. And everybody's awkward. Yeah. That's what you should start. And uh, it said, it's a musical journey. Yeah, yeah. That's your it's, best. Uh, um, yeah, it's a musical journey. Yeah. <laughs> well. And that's how they start, as awkward as as they can be. And I only go, yeah. Well, it's it. Uh, um, it's about um. Yeah, it's a musical journey. So. Well, yeah, I don't usually do introductions. I don't
1: usually do introductions, but for you, I, I had one too good uh, that I couldn't pass up. Right, friend, author, published children's illustrator, and crusader of taking back the name Kindle from little girls across the globe.
0: Sure, is that you? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm. You know. I've got uh, one son named Kendall. If I could have five more, I would and name them all Kendall.
1: Yeah. When did that start? When did the whole (laughs) girls being named Kendall start?
0: Probably as long as, as far back as 20 years ago for me. Yeah. I first noticed, uh, met someone who's, who said, uh, yeah, I have a granddaughter named Kendall, Yeah. which was a weird thing I'd never heard of a girl named Kendall at that point in my life. Sure. Um, It'd been all guys, primarily African-American guys. Um, That's where my name came from. My dad had a friend in school in Atlanta, in elementary school, and liked his name. And so uh, when I was growing up, I I didn't know, most of the, I I didn't meet many Kindles. Uh, And if I did, they were African-American. Yeah. Uh, Males. So, you know, I just assumed, well, that was cool. I had a, a you know, they had that in common, and uh, it seemed to be a name that you mostly found in the African-American community. So, uh, and then I saw all kinds of athletes. That's who I knew growing up. So, uh, you know, there were uh, guys playing football or basketball, and some of them went pro or, or big in college. There was a, uh, a guy with my name uh, that played for Florida State. And so uh, he was a really good linebacker. Didn't yeah. make it to the pros, but he was a a good linebacker um, for Florida State. And so, you know, I assumed uh, there was going to be a male name, and then it changed. Yeah. And so now, you know, uh, I mean, it is it, a cute, it, it
1: is a cute girl's name. You, <laughs> you got, I mean, you got to admit.
0: Well, you know, when I when, <laughs> you know when I when I was a kid and I had long eyelashes, you know and uh and and uh longer hair as the fashion was in the late 70s and early 80s. Yeah, we're trying to bring you it know. back with Joe. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You are. Yeah. You know, uh one kid at a time. That's great. He doesn't Yeah, want I it, I, see, I see myself a little bit in that, you know. Yeah. That's great, you know. You know good.
1: what it for me what it is cutting the hair like it makes them look grown.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely ages them. Yeah. Ages them up for sure uh yeah it's a it's a weird thing right yeah yeah so for my boys uh when we went from you know a longer hairstyle getting closer uh to a small afro uh and you go close uh as when this was necessity because we got the whole uh scissors yeah experiment uh so that's where it first started because otherwise you know i like a i like a thick hair hair. you know that's a i think it's nice yeah. Um,
1: you a big Alec Baldwin fan? You like his hair?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's your power, right? Yeah, he
1: does have a mane, that's for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, a, it's your power. I mean, look at Tom Brady. I mean, his hair is getting thicker as he gets older. What in the world? Tom Brady has a thick head of hair? Have you not seen that mane? He takes his <laughs> helmet off, his helmet off, and it's like, uh, I don't know, it's, you know, the pelts of, of, uh, of some kind of foreign animal that climbs trees and, you know, that you hunt in the night. <laughs> in the snow or something, like, out of some Russian novel. I mean, it's really crazy, his yeah. hair. I mean, it's it's magnificent. You know, I mean, like, you know, he's married to a supermodel, so now it's all good. You know, everything about him glows. He's got a whole nutritional program. I'm sure it's glowing his, you know, growing his hair out, too. So, But his hair's gotten longer and thicker. It's crazy. But, yeah, yeah, so when we, we first cut the hair of our boys, you know, uh, closer, it was... It was amazing how much it changed. You're like, wow, they look so grown. You know, they look like they've aged two years, three years, and it's weird. It's so, also
1: it's also the Samson effect. Like, yeah. you know, losing the power with cutting sure. Their
0: hair. Sure. Well, yeah, I, you know, I think there's something to that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah I, you know, I know some people, uh, especially it seems like females, they'll, they'll cut their hair at certain times. And After it's a, a way and it's a yeah and it's a way of you know asserting uh themselves again and you know changing uh, a new leaf turning over a new leaf or something like that but um yeah there's something about the i think it's its youth and virility that's yeah. what it is so anytime any
1: time in the past when i've seen a girl cut their hair like short like yeah. noticeably short i'm like uh-oh yeah. yeah somebody's about to get broken up with yeah it's <laughs> like, either a breakup just yeah.
0: happened or you know yeah. something yeah, yeah, that's. I've a, just that's seen a it sure too many sign. times.
1: I'll, I'll just say to my friend, I'll be like, yeah. uh, "She cut her hair, man. That's not a good sign." Yeah, it's just yeah. a sure
0: sign for sure. If it goes, yeah, if it goes uh, shoulder length or shorter, uh, especially if it goes shorter, you're like, "Oh, something is." Uh, Something's up. We're yeah. taking back our power in some way, which is a, you know, it's a <laughs> strange. I, you know, I guess it's more of a, and just like we're saying, you know, if it's if longer hair is youth and innocence, then the shorter hair is like a maturity. So, or you know, I'm on the prowl. Yeah, it, could, it could be. You're right. It <laughs> yeah, could looking, be. But you know, you're at least looking something for more mature. You're you're asserting uh, your independence. Yeah, spreading. that's probably cutting off. It's the whole yeah.
1: spiritual, like cutting off of the old. Yeah, uh, well, it's like a spiritual kind of thing. Well, you
0: know, it's like trimming the vines or the hedges or something like that. You know, cutting out old uh growth and 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 getting ready for new. Yeah, so, sure. Um, I'm sure there's something in there. It's a, it's a metaphor. It's just simply I, I'm I, I need a change, yeah. you know, and I get that. There are times, you know, I, gosh, I wish I could grow my hair out longer. Now I don't think it's going to work anymore for me. So, uh, but you know, it, sometimes I miss it being a little thicker. Yeah, it's so much easier when it's shorter. I'll say that, you know. Yeah, Nevaeh went. She's been using a wig.
1: Some, because she didn't want to dye her hair but she wanted different colors.
0: Sure, sure. So,
1: <clears throat> we just got back from Disney and uh there's a couple pictures where she almost lost it on the
0: uh <laughs> on the, on the rise. So it's a whole new experience, <laughs> yeah, right? it's so, pretty so awesome. So, this is what Jana used to tell us uh, you know, when she was younger because she wanted she wants she wanted long, you know, straight hair like some of her school friends and uh would say, "Well, I don't know that your hair is ever going to be quite like that
1: i would love uh, I, would, I mean I would,
0: I would love to have uh black
1: hair yeah. i'd like to have hair period but i mean <laughs> but i mean i sure. would because i would rock the biggest fattest afro in the world <laughs> right. like it would be huge I, I used would, to say
0: the same thing except when you start combing it out i'm like oh, it's just it would be a pain in the ass yeah it yeah. could be i mean i could see where you know you could really spend some time trying to get that right uh but, you know, once it's done right, God, it's it's great. Like you said, it's like a main. It's amazing. So we so.
1: went, we, uh, going back to Disney, we went to Disney, and um, I know, like, we went up to ride a ride, and Jonas was there, and there was probably two third graders there. Right. And the third grader says to Jonas, what grade are you in? And Jonas says, I'll be in first. And I kind of thought, I was like, that's kind of weird that he said I'll be in first instead of saying I'm in kindergarten. And uh, so then the little kid turned to Nevaeh and was like, how, uh, is, he a, is he in kindergarten? And she was like, yeah. But it was kind of funny how I didn't realize that there was uh, that young they're aware of the social uh, ladder, not the social ladder, but the, the, the pecking order about the, sure. the maturity level and, and wanting to be older. And yeah, to, what to. right.
0: That's one of those steps, right? Where you um you figure out early on it's like one of those maturity steps where you you figure out that being older again, back to gives you a little more power, a little more uh street cred or something like that, you know, gives you a little more toughness, you know, oh gosh, he's not a baby anymore yeah he's he's not in kindergarten he's in first grade so you know yeah yeah you see those little things and you hear it if you pay close enough attention you'll hear it especially with kids when they're talking to each other and so they'll say you know that's that's the kind of thing you get on the playground and they'll say well how old are you that's one of the first things they ask when they you know what's your name how how? actually they may ask how old are you what grade are you in before they ask your name yeah you know i don't i don't care what your name is just how old are you so i mean if you're a baby i can't play with you so, so then he yeah. turned
1: then he turned to Jonas and he was like, "Well, what's twelve times twelve and Jonas like looked at him like, "Are you serious?" and then looked at neve and he was like, one hundred and forty four and that kid flipped out. He was sure. like, what what oh. right. so it was it was it was pretty funny to watch, so I was just right. like, There you go, buddy like
0: it's like it's like krs one level dropping knowledge on somebody. Yeah, was, so you know yeah what you didn't know was that I already got the history you yeah know, it it's pretty, it's already there, you just don't know I." Look, like I'm only you know I'm only five or six, and then I'm I'm already dropping it on you. Yeah, so. he dro-
1: he was dropping a lot of knowledge. Just, uh, he, <laughs> right. my favorite my favorite thing is, uh, Nevaeh loves M Ms right, and yeah. so they were talking. Somehow M Ms was brought into the conversation, and Jonas said that uh, like like regular M like yeah, like, Ms, yeah, just regular Ms, no peanuts, no caramels? no just regular M Ms, right? Okay, yeah. And Jonas goes, an <laughs> M and M M&M is just a waste of a skittle because <laughs> he's a skittle fan and i sure. was like wow yeah. how profound like yeah. i mean i know he's my kid of course but i was like yeah yeah how profound like that you put that at such a young age that they're the same thing one's right. just candy coated right. and the other one's got a, yeah he's already got the awareness middle
0: that there are uh deviations in the candy world yeah there are levels you know oh wow i you know that's uh, i'll have to think about that one yeah that's that's a pretty deep i don't know if skittles <laughs> Qualify. You can break it apart. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, well, I don't know. They both are pretty messy on your hands on a hot day. So true. I don't growing care. up in the south. <laughs>
1: I don't care for skittles too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More Did of a you,
0: Reese's Pieces fan.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. You're right. I mean, I forgot about the third option. which Yeah, is yeah. Well, that,
0: that's the. Uh, you know, it's the black sheep. It's the one left out, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's so
1: good. And I mean, listen, I mean, hasn't it, been big since ET. You know? Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, if ET, you know, supports it, I right, got to be yeah. about You know, that's my favorite ride. I mean, well, the,
0: well, the problem is that they never did a sequel. So, yeah. you know, sequels, you know, no, uh, you know, it doesn't come back around. That's poor Reese's pieces. They got, you know, they thought they were like, oh, God, we're in the biggest movie ever. Yeah. You know, uh, the kids, and for kids especially, and for adults who remember their childhood. Oh, my God, we're going to sell. I mean, so many Reese's Pieces. I guess there's
1: a peanut allergy, though.
0: Yeah. Right? Oh, sure. Sure.
1: So that probably, that like right there took out like 10% or whatever the percentage of people who have uh, peanut
0: allergies down. That's a strange thing, right? The development of of what seems like so many, you know, the question is, were there so many allergies before and we just didn't know? Probably people died. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, just yeah. they're like, wow, he was allergic to something and we didn't know.
1: But E. T. Supporting Reese's Pieces, right? I listen,
0: what, which you know how many how much peanuts are actually in a, you know, you have to wonder about that kind of thing too. Is that oh, yeah. flavoring? What's, what's really?
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, no, I, don't I think about know. that as well. I, you know, I um, I love that ride. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite ride of all time. It's like being inside the womb again. It's just like warm <laughs> oh, and comfortable and like already there. Yeah, yeah, uh, wow. no, yeah. <laughs> already back in the womb. <laughs> let me get on the couch. Yikes! Um, yeah, no, really. Uh, it's it's so it's just so comforty, man. It's
0: just you're taking me back to my undergraduate studies here. I'm, and not only that, but Edgar Allan Poe and uh, uh, E. T.
1: got me out of school so many times, right? Because of the thermometer trick, which for anybody oh, listening, yeah, yeah, oh, what, yeah, what, yeah Elliot, sure. Elliot stuck the thermometer. This was back when they had what is that mercury? Uh, the mercury, sure, yeah, thermometers. We stick it. Would stick it on the. Uh, he stuck it on the um, light bulb and heated it up. So he had a he had a fever. Yeah. So therefore, yeah. he did not go to school. And I did that until one day I got a little greedy with sticking it on there and like it, my mom yeah. was like, "You would be dead if you had a hundred and eight fever or whatever it was." That sure, I, sure. Yeah,
0: yeah you, you had to watch out for that. You find yeah. out what the levels are. Yeah, like what's bad. Yep. So you ask the question like. Like if I if I had hundred four would that be bad? Yeah, and, least, and also you know. I
1: didn't know how to shake it down. You know what I mean? Sure, so, sure. Uh, there was that you whole know, you had to let it cool off before yeah. you tell them. Yeah.
0: Well, that, you know that's you know that's when um, if you want to take a day off of school, uh, as I was wont to do at times because you know some sometimes you just need a break from the classroom. Then you got to plan it out. So mine became more and more elaborate as I as I got older older, you know, to the point where, eventually, when I was a teenager, I would just you know you. You get to the point where you just articulate, "Hey, I look, I just need a day." Yeah. So for somebody like my mom, who was understanding and knew I never had perfect attendance, is she, it, would, I, I missed out in first grade, and she was like, "Well, it's over. There's no, is, there's no run here.
1: Is Is there something psychotic with the people who have perfect attendance from kindergarten to twelfth grade?
0: You know, I don't know. Uh, I just know, some she- people are so driven. You know, you would think they're, are you wound so tight? You know, are you that excited about education? Are you that? Uh, are you that so insecure that you have to be around people all the time? I mean, you know, for are me, are you
1: that big of an asshole to go to school <laughs> sick? Right. And oh, and yeah, well, you know, of other, you know what I mean? Because you know, out of all those days,
0: you know, you were sick or you were, you know what I mean? Well, like, I think that's interesting. You know, there's, there's, there's some kids though that are, that are just, that don't get sick. They don't, that, you know, are often just don't get the things. Uh, I'm married to one who doesn't get sick, sick often. But she
1: gets sick.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe, but not contagious kind of sick.
1: What about in twelve years though? Once, uh, you or know, twice. And,
0: and you know, and she she didn't have perfect attendance either, but but she shows up, you know. Yeah, you know, I take that in, most of the time at work. I don't miss, you know, I hardly ever miss work now. <laughs> yeah, I was <that's> about. <laughs> but, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to call you on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, you know, I, I had a few sick days back there. And, you know, I still had to take my mental days. Yeah, every once in a while, and everybody does. And you know, I think people need breaks. You know. Uh, just from the grind, right? And sure. sometimes it's it's not even work itself. It's the people at work, right? You know, And you can love who you work with, and then sometimes you're just like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> can nobody talk to me today? Yeah. Really, like, just don't talk to me. So, um, and, and it's nothing, I don't mean to be offensive. You know, I don't hate you. I just, every once in a while, you need some time to yourself. So, sure. to do nothing. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. And so... Yeah, when I was a kid, I, you know, I, I was coming up with elaborate schemes. I, I did the same thing. I, I, you know, I looked at the ET thing, and I was like, oh, gosh, I'm going to make this thermometer the trick work. Yeah. Then I figured out I was really I – I tried to use it one too many times. My mom's like, are you heating this up?
1: So you got greedy with it too. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: sure. Yeah. I mean, as you do as a kid, you're like, well, you know, if five Skittles is good – What's, why not ten it? will be even better? Yeah, ten will be better. What's wrong with twenty?
1: I used to chew up Doritos uh, for, for for vomiting into the.
0: Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's but
1: you gotta, you kind of gotta let them be walking by with the door open. Yeah, again, you, do you gotta plan the stuff out far you gotta, away enough distance because they get up too close. Right. You know, you gotta flush the toilet real quick. You know,
0: you gotta you gotta sneak a cup of water. Yeah. Uh, faint the vomit sound. Pour the water into the toilet so it sounds like something's coming out, but you can't pour it too fast. Yeah. Or they're going to be like, oh, dear God, that kid's got to go to the emergency room right now. So he's losing everything. Or it sounds fake, so you have to be careful. You know, there's a balance there. So, again, mine got more and more elaborate to the point where, you know, and I did. I had some digestion issues as a kid, mainly uh, in first grade even. They're brought on by stress to the point where I had to go have a barium test, which is – I thought you
1: were about to say to the point I had to go have a beer. Yeah, right. At first grade. Well, yeah,
0: sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I hadn't had a beer by in first grade. grade? I, ha- I had had a beer by first grade. Had, really? Yeah, absolutely. What? How did that happen? <laughs> uh, uh, family gatherings, right? Or, uh, I, you know, I had plenty of family members who drank and, and had beers, especially during the summer. Wow. Pop those out in the cooler. You know, I uh, my cousins and I would sneak one off. Sure, absolutely. Tasted terrible.
1: Oh, it's awful. I mean, yeah, well, yeah,
0: really terrible. And I would like, why would we drink this? But all right, I'll take another sip. I guess. Well, I guess I know. was probably seven or eight
1: when I had like a taste, and yeah. I thought, and I thought it was spoiled, like it was ruined, and I was sure. like, sure, yeah, right, I was right, like, oh, it wasn't like, even any good. What so. is this What is this? Yeah,
0: does this get better? It was uh, awful. And they're knocking back five or six, and you are like, wow. And and they get funnier as they drink it. So I thought, well, I'll get funnier. You know, how many were how many were y'all throwing <laughs> yeah. back? <laughs> no i don't know you know for me i was just uh it, you know it was the same as like smoking a cigarette at that time you know just you hit a little bit but uh and, and you know i did the cigarette thing too you know my mom used to smoke uh and uh so anytime it, again summer is the is the playground the fodder for for children getting in summer's stone. the devil's playground. right it's absolutely for trying new things that you shouldn't so you know we're fourth of july we're we're shooting fireworks, and uh, you know, lighters just aren't cutting it, especially if the wind is out. And uh, so you you know, you ask your mom, can I get a cigarette to just you know light it up? Oh yeah, and, you know, it's a great thing. You're out there puff, puff. Oh, I got to keep it going, right? I've got to keep it going. So we we tried that trick several times before she finally said, "You know what? I think you're smoking more than you're setting off fireworks." <laughs> so because uh, yeah. you keep coming back asking for more I don't know what the clue was there you Tom, know?
1: the times have definitely changed that <laughs> would never happen right well I mean I don't yeah maybe but you
0: know it's happening somewhere yeah it's happening know. somewhere uh you know and I don't know those are those are formative things they're I don't know that they're terrible now I never got drunk off a of beer uh I, I credit it for giving me high tolerance for high school yeah <laughs> so <laughs> I was already introduced. I was already ready. So, but yeah, you know, the things you do as a kid, the things you get away with. And mine are, it's a pretty long list. Yeah. I think about the things that uh, could have easily wrecked me. So, lots of trouble.
1: Did you ever listen to Duke very much, the Genesis album?
0: Oh, wow. I don't know. So, if I have, it's been years.
1: I've tried to listen to it a few times. Sure. And for whatever reason, I just didn't really care for it. There's two good singles off of there, but the.
0: I just didn't care for are we, any... Are we at uh, Peter Gabriel days? No, no, that's Phil
1: Collins. It's Phil 1980. Collins. Okay. So here's the thing. I went to read about it. And this was at the same time that Phil Collins was writing uh, No Face Value. Okay. So some of, half of the songs went to Duke, and then half of his songs went to Face Value. I mean, obviously he wrote more, and the band wrote more for Duke. But um, anyway, it's just a really good album. The hits on there misunderstanding and oh uh, yeah
0: yeah turn it on again. Is this the one that was written with a movie? No, this was during
1: their divorces, or at least um, okay in the air tonight. Wasn't that part? of Wasn't that?
0: Oh well, you know who knows what the real story is there. Well, so, yeah, um, I mean, you know, but, it's urban legend at this point. So, but it's
1: a really good album. Um, Man of our time is a good track,
0: and I like I said I I listened to it before and just kind of been like eh, but um. You know, music like books and like anything, art, when you know, you visit it at different times of your life, different stages, and you always notice something different or it means something different. Some it's funny how that changes and how it stays alive. Because, you know, you listen at, listening to an old Genesis album at 20 or, you know, even younger, it's going to be so different than yeah. what, you know, or even at 30 you know you know but then you hit a, a later stage and you you see things that you didn't see before you hear things that you didn't hear before I still haven't hit the whole when you get older
1: you'll like country <laughs> No even old I me and I'm speaking about no. old country yeah I just Yeah I have a more of an appreciation for it and I have a more of a desire to want to listen to it and then I listen to it and I'm just like is it? I is feel it, like I'm forcing myself. I'm like in your. I, I feel like that I'm doing what you say. That there's no real Etta James fans. People just say they're Etta James fans. <laughs> I,
0: I didn't say that. <laughs> yes, no. you did. absolutely. <laughs> no, I never said you that. You're like, sure. You were like, nobody's really Etta James No, fans. no, no. They just say it to be cool No, and no. It I mean, was. Uh, who really listened? It wasn't Etta James. It, <laughs> it was. Uh, no, not Etta James. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah. Well, who is it? Come on now. Um, yeah, we'll think of it. We'll circle back to that one. Uh, yeah, I did say that once. Yeah, uh, not Etta James, but somebody uh, else. Nina Simone. Nina Simone, Nina yeah. Simone, Nina Simone. Yeah, yeah. No one's really... Uh, a- you know, that's that's, that's that's probably not fair, you know. Oh, it's funny. Uh, huh? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, sure, it's funny at the time when I say, you know, they're all just posers, but uh, I haven't figured themselves out yet. That's usually what I feel like uh, if you're waffling. Well, I so, was
1: talking about this on the last,
0: and and no judgment there. i have just, it, it sounds like complete judgment, but it's it, it is kind of an asshole comment. But I, you know, I, I you know, I, I could say you said that you know some of that was based on a record store experience that we did so long uh, ago, and where you'd say, um, and you can't help but judge people that come in, uh, not meaning to, and and superficially, but you'd say, you know, you could tell who they are, where they're coming from by what they choose in music. So and see
1: that's what and I was just I was having a And it always
0: felt like you were trying to be a little more smart. You it would be more intellectual if you were just like, look, hey, do you have any Nina Simone? Yeah. Oh, right, no, yeah. Um, come on.
1: Uh I was just talking with talking to Jesse about this, as a matter of fact. I was like, Nirvana was ruined for me because I hated the fans of Nirvana sure. and I could not listen to Nirvana. Same with the Beatles. I was like, man, hmm. these Beatles are so yeah. overrated.
0: Yeah, yeah, and their fans could be really uh, better than thou, right? A lot yeah, of, a lot of looking down your nose. Yeah, like oh my God, you're not gonna be a fan of the Beatles. I mean, the Beatles are the reason there's rock and roll. Okay, I mean, nobody, you know, that, nobody's,
1: that sort of, and, and it's not you're not disputing that. I mean, you could you could say well, sure, it was, it was Elvis or it was Chuck Berry or it was well, you know, actually – yeah, sure, any you know, of the
0: African American blues artists that came yeah. before that influenced every one of them. Sure, so, exactly, know, yeah, you know, but.
1: I, yeah, well, of course, but then they brought a whole uh, new way of recording and right. some of the stuff they did. You know, oh, you that.
0: know, and I got sucked into that, too, because, you know, I, I bought the Robert Johnson box set. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, and you, and you hear it, you know, I'm not a musician, so I'm just a music lover, and so, and I hear things, and I hear things musically, but I, I you know, I've, I, I've never really played, and so, and, you know, I love lyrics. And so I love storytelling. That's the main thing. I love storytelling. And so I can appreciate old country. I think that's where I can appreciate old country is is some of the storytelling. Musically, I don't know. And the same, the same thing I felt, you know, when I listened to Robert Johnson, it was a little disappointing. You know, uh, you get to a certain point in music, too, where you're used to something different sonically. It's hard to strip it back so far that you're hearing the beginnings. Yeah. And you're hearing something that's raw, really raw, really... I mean, it does sound like they recorded him sitting on a front porch. Yeah. You know, it, it, I mean, or, you know, probably did, in probably right? a, a room in a little shack or something. It's it's really so bare. And there's something, there's the, there's a quality there, so I understand that, and I understand the influence and that sort of thing. Uh, but once you, you know, once we reached a place, I think, in the 20th century where uh, music had progressed uh Sonically, in especially in a in a studio where they can mix it and they can bring in so many different elements. I mean, once you've heard things like Pink Floyd and then and then step past that, you're like, you know, everybody else or even Queen and the layers they're putting into the music. You're like, what is everybody else doing?
1: Yeah,
0: it feel, you know, in some ways it can feel like other people are being lazy. You're like, wow, you just didn't really. But it's their story, It's that where they were. But the same thing with the Beatles, you know, and the Beatles could be pretty interesting i'll I'll say this i'll give the beatles a lot of credit and melodically they came up with some really some really uh, ground level kind of things where and i mean that in a way like building blocks where you can see like other artists building off their melody uh, the way they built melodies and the way they built music and then later on as they started building things and experimenting and their later uh, in their later works those things are interesting but not all of it works there are things in the, on some of those albums that don't work just, I, for me, I, you know. And I, I'll listen. i will like, well, you know, I get that you're experimenting. That's great. That's interesting. Yeah. But musically, yeah, it kind of sucks, you know. And you have to wonder: was that them asserting their power? Or was it because you know you'd look at it now in the way the music is released now, which is so different? You know, you'd never release some of those those tracks, or you'd make them really, really deep cuts, like really, really B B B sides it would be the kind of things you have to really search out that may, they may have played one of those on their, on their tour, but never made the album. So there are things there. I think, wow, would you have, would you have done that differently? I'm sure they'll say no, uh, but there are some things they're doing. And even some things they do in some of the hit songs that are interesting. I think why such a left turn? I don't know. You ever, you ever see that? You ever have a song where you're like, it's, it feels like it's, it's hit. It's groove. It's right in the right. It's in the pocket and then and then they decide to do something else and they do a little left turn out of it. See, but I love doing that. Do you? Do yeah. You? I mean, yeah. you know, I'm I'm thinking of uh, you know even like uh that last part of uh Bad Guy from Billie Eilish, where yeah. it does you know that last little section. A little breakdown? You don't yeah, like it? Yeah, yeah, that little section. You know, I think it's interesting. Is it too contrived? I guess it's that that's the question. Is it too I contrived? Don't,
1: I don't feel like I mean, my thing and this has always been <clears throat> excuse me for songwriting, for me has always been a hard thing. Is because it's hard for me to stay on a progression and not deviate from it. But if I'm being true to myself, then I would deviate, right? So then, like, so then, the question becomes: Am I trying to write from a formula that's been right. put out by yeah, everybody right. else? And so, right. am I? Am I really expressing myself artistically? Right. You see what I
0: mean? Yeah. I can. I, you know, I, I see all, and I see the sides of that. You know, there. I, don't get me wrong. There's sometimes you know a, a, a breakdown, a turn. And I think, oh wow, that's a you know where your your mind was somewhere else for that. That's yeah. that's great. You're you're thinking some other level. And then there are the turns and you're like, is it too much? And is it you know I I have to put it in terms of of what I at least what I did for several years, uh, which was writing. And the biggest problem I had uh, would be editing myself. So getting something down into the essential where you really communicate what you're trying to communicate, whether it's a, whether it was a longer form paper or, or even a story and that sort of thing. And, and so, you know, something that was intended to be a short story becomes more like a novella. That could be a great thing, or it could, you could end up with three different stories and you tried to mash them together and it becomes too much. It's overwhelming. It's too much information. It's too much rhetoric, all that sort of thing. And I, I mean, it can happen in anything in art. You know, it's the things. Same thing with stepping back from a piece of art you've created, like a visual piece of art. When do you stop? When is it over? I mean, is that painting done, or is it just need a look? I mean, are they ever done? Uh, Yeah, sure. Right, and I'm sure the same thing happens in a studio. uh, See, that's one. That's one good
1: thing about being a musician as
0: far as a painter.
1: Like, so you paint, right, and you you put it out there, and it's out there, right? Okay, but with a musician, you can you can write a song. You can record it, but then once you play it live, you can be like, I'm going to start doing this. Right. I'm going to add this chord, or we're going right. to extend the song, or there's, we're going to jam, or whatever. So then that piece of music is always right. living. Right. It's always you know It can always change. Right. Um, I don't know. I've gotten to the place where learn the rules, whatever uh, medium you're working in. Sure. Learn mm-hmm. the rules to be able to break them. That was—I don't know who—that's a quote from someone, and I'm not sure. Uh, right. Learn the rules, break them. Right. Nobody, nobody cares about your art. No one. Right. Like, from being in a band, I can tell you, nobody cares about your band. Right. Okay. If you're not, until you become huge, right. nobody cares. No one cares. Yeah.
0: Until they've heard it and it's moved them in some kind of way, and, so, and, and enough, and enough people, sure.
1: And so, the whole point of art is to express yourself. Then just do that, and st- kind of just like I said, learn the rules, break them, and do your thing. Do it for yourself and for nobody else. You right. you can't do your art for for someone else, right?
0: You know, and I, and I wonder about that same thing you're talking about with the progression, or I was talking about the progression with the Beatles earlier. You know, from going from uh, the three minutes or less pop song where it was real regimented to later on when they're when they take more control of their artistry and later on we have some songs that meander yeah. that kind of come in and out and so they have and i'm sure they were looking at it that way like storytelling you know and, and i'm sure there's the concept al- albums were happening you know all well, that kind of stuff you know and they've done it like well oh yeah we've got we can make a pop song and now we're going to do something else we're going to do a pop song but then we're also going to embed it in this other thing that's going on one thing you're not subtext. figuring into the equation is drugs.
1: Sure, that's what I'm saying. There's a subtext, <laughs> right?
0: Uh, because it's, even, but it's still a story because it's a, it's a comment on where they are, right, and what they're experiencing or what they have experienced, uh, what they're going through. It's, uh, I'm, I'm amazed. You know, I always say this, and I've said this to you before. Music, of all art, is amazing to me, especially in a band context because it's so, it's a collaborative effort and whether someone takes the lead, and there's always someone going to take the lead, but the fact that three, four, five, or more musicians can get together and make something, create something, play something, perform it, uh, and, you know, and that's a whole different beast, the performative part outside of recording it, but the fact that you could put it together, art together, uh, you know, like I said, you know, I might have someone that I could bounce ideas off of when I'm writing, but that's a it's a solitary thing. Sure. It's just me, and I don't, I really don't want. I, in the end, it's how I want it to be. Same thing with visual art. See, yeah, but I'm, it, same but way with visual art. I don't I don't want anybody else messing with it. Don't don't tell me that this we well, hey let's try this let's change this. In the end of the day, even when I've been in like writing groups, I'm like you know I want to. I appreciate the feedback, but I'm really going to go my own way. Yeah, and that's well, that's the thing. You know, yeah. you're saying that you've always appreciated
1: the whole band form and right, and and five people coming up and collaborating and everything. Yeah. And sometimes that is magical and cool. And then sometimes it's like you bring a piece, and people aren't hearing it the way you're hearing sure, it. Sure, sure. And all of a sudden, you know, your your baby, your child, is like. Something that's
0: not. Sometimes it's cool. They want to put it out, right? It's say, yeah. like "Put it, uh, yeah." Let's. Sometimes uh, it works, and sometimes right.
1: it doesn't. Sometimes you're like, "Oh, I didn't see it that." Oh, this is much better. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, "Man, oh well, you just give the kid up for adoption, right? You're like, well, it's not my kid anymore."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just like, uh, yeah. Don't you like this? And yeah. they're like, "No, put it in the corner." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that. Yeah. It's not. It's not for me. I'm. It's kind of annoying I me. Mean, I
1: like. I like. I like the band. I like. I so. like teamwork. Sure. But I also like uh, the 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 solitary part of it, like you were saying with the writing, right. like it's up to you at the end of the day. You you make all the shot the decisions, and you make all the shots. And that to right. me, because I'm in a band situation, that's more. I, I look at that more glamorously. So I'm looking at we're looking at it different ways. What right. we do, the grass is always greener on the other side, kind of thing. You know what I mean?
0: Well, you know, I've heard other people compare bands to to teams. That's a good analogy you know i think that you and i've enjoyed i've played sports team sports and those are great uh and they can and, you know there are some some real highs when that stuff works out and, and and there's some camaraderie when it's not when it's a struggle there's some of that you know there's some of that in relationship building it's you know it's it's a relationship i just find it um you know it's intensively for me still got a magical tinge to it because i think it's amazing that people can work together on something that you know there you could go to work at a regular job and you and everybody's got if everybody's doing their job everything goes well seems like it can go smooth we all work it out together and there are times if somebody's not pulling their load you know you notice that sort of thing but music uniquely because it's more like art and so i don't think of it as the same thing as work work i'm not saying you don't put the work in but it's it's more of a passion driven something more um innate in our nature, not in just the fact that we we're trying to make a buck yeah. to survive. It's something, it's an expression that would be more like uh, embedded in you, in your DNA. Like this is this is who I am, this is my story, this is what I'm part of. So that's what I think of art. So the fact that people could come together and and, and figure out a way to create something that brings a part of all of them in or at least you could say i hear your story i want to play on your story i want to be a part of your story and then it's enhanced by what you bring also that's amazing to me and still kind of magical and i and i I do understand why bands bust up quick why so many don't last i have so many bands right that i've that i've loved over the years and i always and i was thinking about this the other day i was like and i was going to mention this to you i was like i think i said it a long time ago i always love bands too late yeah, yeah. I always love them right before they break up, or right before they take a hiatus, or, or something like that. You know, and I'm like, surely they're going to do another album. I mean, it's 15 years later, and they now gonna... that's like TV shows. And then I, you and know, you do find I them on do streaming? I care that you come back? Yeah. You know, together? Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh yeah. I always find it, you know. And some of that's okay because now we can we can binge watch a show. Uh, you know, I everybody's going gaga over Breaking Bad, and I'm like, I didn't even watch the not any of it. So incredible. and so and eventually I've gone back and, and Are you and watching watch, Better Call Saul? I, I am. It's awesome. I am. Uh and uh and love it. I, I don't know. I might love it more. I don't even know. Um,
1: I'll tell you one uh, go back going back to what you were saying about the band dynamic, what what's what's really cool and this probably happens in work situations and everything, is that you can be playing live and you can be so pissed off and really hate one of the motherfuckers in the band at the time. And it seems like sometimes those are the best shows when you're really not liking each other right at the moment. Yeah. But you're coming together in that moment. And you're playing it. Sometimes maybe because it's a passion, whether it's a negative passion or a positive passion, it seems to like come out, and that's sometimes your best shows. Sure. You know? Yeah.
0: Well, there's something in that, you know, uh, the tension. Yeah. Right? It's got to be, It's the same in, in any art. You know, if it's too passive, any kind of storytelling. Uh, If it's too passive, right? You know, it's uh, it becomes mundane and and it's 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 ultimately forgettable, is what it is, right? It's just it was there, it was it was okay, yeah, it was all right, but it's forgettable. And you know, so many things you have in your life, you're like, yeah, it was all right, and then it's forgettable, yeah, until somebody else brings up that, yeah, I sort of remember that. Um, and so you need the tension, sure, for sure, Uh, you know, and that's in relationships. Sometimes you need the tension too. You know, I can't imagine and because i'm a passionate person i can't ma- I imagine being in a long-term relationship too without some kind of tension there are plenty of times where i'm like oh my god i don't need the stress right yeah but there are times where i think um and, you know i'd I'd rather have that than than no passion yeah at all but you know because it, it does build you know this you know
1: it's balancing that have you watched have you watched marriage story yet on Netflix, I haven't. Oh God, I mean, I'm a little scared too. Don't, uh, let I, I, you know, heard, don't let
0: Rachel watch it. I've, you know, absolutely don't let Rachel. watch it. I've heard, and so I've kind of avoided it for that reason. It's
1: really Excuse good, me. but it's pretty brutal. That's what I hear. It's I hear, uh, you brutal. know, and, I, if I, and if I'm being honest, yeah, it really makes me hate women. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> no, not wow. really. But I mean, just because, I mean, there's this. It's like the relationship with the father and your child, whether it's a son or a daughter, like does not matter. It has zero weight. And that's right. what may, you know, moms are protective and they want to, you know, they had, they carried the child. So, you know, there, right. there's obviously that, but you know, there's no consideration. It seems like for, uh, yeah. the man and his love for his child, uh, at all. So I don't know that, that was kind of the thing that, yeah, it's brutal I, for me because obviously there's a custody battle. You know, yeah. and, and obviously I'm seeing it from a man's perspective because I'm a man.
0: Right. Um yeah. you know.
1: But yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. But check it, I would say definitely check it out, but just watch it alone. Just watch it alone. Watch, watch it
0: alone, it. alone yeah. in fear. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh yeah, I don't um as someone who's been through personal tragedy, um, you know, I and I was already at this point before that, that some of this stuff that might have entertained me before or I might have found interesting. Uh, it's harder for me to watch you know i i, I found it I, f- I find it more difficult and like i said i still love some tension but when the uh sometimes when art reflects a little too much brutality too much tragedy um it's getting harder for me to under- you know and i it's not that i just want all rainbows and happy endings but uh
1: sometimes you just need a break
0: i do you know yeah, and that's what i break, you know right? I, I i mentioned the same thing i was like you know there's some shows we just couldn't watch or uh, movies or something, something of that nature. And I'm just like, you know, I, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure I would really like it. But just I've not heard not it was right great. Now. But yeah, I can't right yeah. now. And you know, you get those different points of your life. But uh, but some of that had already happened. You know, there there are things you know, and I always struggle. Uh, I'm I, you know, I'm fascinated by people who spiral. But oh, I, yeah, but I've also seen it so much up close. In my own life and, and relationship I have, whether it's family or, or friends or that sort of thing, which is completely gutting and heartbreaking, right, yeah. to watch up close. Sure. It really is. And so sometimes it's just it's too close. And so sometimes it's hard for me to watch. I, I You know, it's easier to watch in a documentary, which is so strange, than to watch it actually in a movie concept. I don't know why that is, you know, so I could watch a doc on it all oh, day. Okay. That's, it's a weird thing, right? Cause that's real, you know, that's closer to real life. And then, but a representation of it, I'm like, why did you, you watch
1: know? the clown documentary? Which one? The one that you texted me. About. Oh yeah. I absolutely watched it. So yeah. here's, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That was oh, weird. Let me yeah, say strange, this.
0: Such a strange little piece L- of let work. Let me say this. You should, what is the name of it? Do you remember? Um, Yeah. It's the name of a clown. It's whatever <laughs> yeah. it is, it's on Hulu. Yeah, sure. Um, Go what, what, look up the clown documentary on Hulu. You'll you'll find it. Uh, uh, clown doc. Yeah, there's one in Florida. He has a name.
1: Wrinkles the clown. Wrinkles the clown. Right. He, yeah. Here's here's something that I discovered watching this. The documentaries have got to stop putting in experts. I don't need a freaking psychologist to tell me that it's. <laughs> messing little kids up what this guy was doing sure i don't need that like just tell the story i don't need i don't need and you wasted time in putting this guy there to say well it could be so traumatizing for right no shit really right Right. i mean i can i don't know maybe but maybe they just have to they can't assume that people are smart enough the fact that
0: that most of the documentary is i don't want to give this away if you haven't seen it yeah you you got to watch it you know watch it but You know, it's funny because you expect, it's the same thing, you know, it can happen in uh, nonfiction writing, especially like creative nonfiction, which I went into, which is like one of my areas that I write in, the primary area. And, you know, you expect that everything is factual, not just the truth, because everybody wants to put it and call it truth. But what you really mean is I expect it to be factual, like this is what happened. Yeah. And it still can be truth. It's just your perspective on that on what happened. And so as people that create, you know, you're going to be a storyteller first. that I mean really, that's the heart of it. You're, you're telling your story. So when you're telling your story, there's always a bit of embellishment. Sure, and you know, and uh, I had a professor who intentional. sometimes it's unintentional. Yeah. You know, you're right. You know, that's the way you uh, saw I, it, and so. exactly, and that's and that's what uh, and it gets at the heart of creative nonfiction. It was controversial. You know, you have the the Arthur Fry that was on Oprah. It, you know, he, was, he had a book, uh, bestseller book on Oprah's Book Club, and uh, she she gets him, and they find out this book he's written. Yeah, some of it is true. Some of this happened, and some of it he embellished. Yeah. And, and then you know, she's crestfallen, and she's, you know, it becomes a big deal (laughs) about how much is actual factual in there and how much was him taking stories that he knew or stories he read about and stories he heard in his family and become a story. Yeah. And how much is, you know... There's how much creative license, and then, so it became a thing where a lot of nonfiction, you know, it became a a popular term to call it creative nonfiction because there's a creative part in there, where you have to compress timelines and sometimes characters. So you'll say, you know, I have three of these influential characters, but I don't have time to tell you each piece they play, so I'm gonna make them into one character. Got it, so that. And therefore- so you know, you're essentially getting the same the same thing. But I compress this, but because, it's not hundred percent factual. I, otherwise, this is some great. I mean, this is longer than War and Peace. Yeah, and, you, and who cares? And that's so, kind of
1: like the news today. Everything is so compressed, and there's, sure. there's not fact. There's, and so
0: we expect that out of documentaries, right? So I'm watching this thing on Wrinkles the Clown, and it's and they're subverting that, and I think purposefully, and so that you're you have no idea. You see some little bits of actual when it was happening, newscast, yeah. and that sort of thing. But the way they construct, you're like, I mean, there are actors portraying actors. I, I I you know, they they've they've layered it so that it's a meta documentary in some ways. Yeah. And so it's interesting as a concept, but you have to wonder the whole time, is it is it just concept art? Even the documentary. It's is it all concept art?
1: Either whatever it is, I loved it. It was great. Right,
0: I'm sure, you know. Yeah. Well, you're the same guy who were putting clown heads in the back of my in my backyard <laughs> for me to just accidentally find. So Oh cool. So, you know. And on that Uh,
1: note, uh, we'll we'll call it a day on this one. (laughs) We'll tell that we'll save that story for another day.
0: (laughs) All right, all right, we're
1: getting out of here. We'll see you. Bye.